Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the Wild Will Throwdown on this sixth day of April 2022. I'm your host, Will Greenwell, and wow, what a weekend of action we had. Now, on today's show, we will give you some results from over the weekend. We will also have a very special guest, which we're very excited for, Bill Nicely, the owner and promoter of Salem Speedway, who we are very excited to get to know on this show. And we're also going to preview some of the upcoming schedules for this weekend coming up. Now, it's no secret that Mother Nature hasn't been real nice to us lately from the cooler temperatures we have been experiencing. This weekend coming up looks to be the last cool weekend, hopefully, I should say, before the real spring moves into play here in the area. But my Wild Will Greenwell's Food for Thought of the Week, of course, we've seen it on social media. We've seen it all over the place. The topic of the weekend seems to be the lower car counts at many tracks across the nation. Of course, this could be contributed to the cost of fuel, the tire shortages, and more hurting many facilities. COVID really put a damper on all of that, not just the racing industry. Is there a solution? That's the question many people are asking. Or should tracks cut half their season off? It seems to be a growing discussion around the nation. Us as fans, including me, need to support many of these tracks that are going on. We need to keep them going. A ton of tracks rely on ticket sales and concession stands, pit revenue to thrive with a lack of car counts. Now, with the help of many promoters all over the nation, we're thinking of good ways to kind of contribute to the racers for getting them to come out. Maybe cutting laps, just like the uh, 50-lap race at Salem over the weekend because of tires and fuel, of course. Many people do not realize when they pay you a purse, it's just not the winner's purse. It's the full-filled purse. It sounds dumb, but a lot of people don't think that way that's not in the racing industry. So food for thought, it's mostly through the field, plus electricity, water, trash, and most stuff that we don't think about. As fans, we pay in our own homes, but the tracks and facilities do too, but at a greater value, thinking about the electric and all of that stuff they have to go on. So basically, bottom line, Try to support your your short track. Short track racing in America is an industry that I never want to see fade. But the industry, like many others, are hurting in this country. So just support your local track. That's just some food for thought today. Now what we're going to do is talk about the results from this past weekend of racing action. So we take a look at some tracks, not all tracks, but of course here at Salem Speedway, we competed on Saturday and Sunday, the 2022 season opener. It was the MR Heating and Air Crown VIX on the small oval. Chase Adams in the 34C picked up the win. Tried to work the high side, but eventually got down low, so good job for that young man. The MR Heating and Air Crown VIX figure eight saw Rusty Kelly in dominating fashion in the number 89 pick up that win. Then it was on to the Pro Front Wheel Drive Oval 15 lapper and the figure eight 15 lapper. Nick Cooper. And the number 44 came up from Sportstrom Speedway, usually competes in the Race 8 Series. He picked up both wins. And then looking at the newly added division at Salem Speedway, the Wilcox Towing and Truckers Scrapper, Tyler White in number 7 clinched the first inaugural win of his career in the Scrappers. It was then on to Sunday afternoon. It started out chilly, but a beautiful blue sky and afternoon in Salem Speedway area. The MR Heating and Air Crown Vicks always putting on a show on the high banks. What a battle we saw up front. We had so many different guys trying to battle for that lead, including J-Rob Masterson, Nick Cook, Artie Ware. But all in the day's end, it was Daniel Durrett and the number 19 Brandon Hooker-owned Rye picking up that victory. And then we look on the Lucas Oil Great American Stocks. 
Will Kimmel in the number 69 set overall fast time and dominating fashion at his home track picked up the win in the number 69. At the end of the day, it was return of the Modifieds. Only three showed up, but it was a great battle up front between father and son. Jeff Lane in the number 26 picked up the win. Now about 40 minutes down the road, Sportstrom Speedway, who also raced on a very cold Saturday night, saw the affordable Ford Ovals, of course, always out, about 46 cars. Dave Ross in the number 42 picked up Ford Oval 1 and the affordable Ford Oval 2. 471, and Mark Elliott clinched that win. Looking at the all-exciting ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division, it was the Moby Dick number 18 of Chad Dealey. And I know Tom Dealey, of course, he was great to talk to in the pit area. Of course, Chad lost his father this past year. And I know Chad was smiling and Tom was riding shotgun with him. So great job for that Chad Dealey team and the Moby Dick number 18. Another surprising winner, which is great to see, the Kentuckiana Tank Wash Modified Figure 8 Division, Josh Logston in the number four machine. His dad, Ray Logston, usually pilots it, but great job from Josh Logston there. But the figure eight wasn't done for there. It was the affordable Ford figure eight division. And Aaron C. in the number 28, that's the biggest story down there, I believe, because Aaron C. jumped in the number 77 a week ago, and he dominated that race as well, picked up a win. Now gets in Ken Tungett's number 28, picks up the win in the figure eight division. It was on to opening night at the Brownstown Speedway, and we saw the P3 Graphics Indiana Late Model Series. Steve Peden won that one, followed by Raven Humphrey, and Dustin Livell, the rooster, usually running a super late model, jumps in the crate, picks up that third-place finish at Brownstown. The Pewter Hall Superstocks saw Greg Amick, Zach Sasser, and Josh Linton in your top three. The All-in-One Pools. Pure Stocks saw Bailey Jones, DJ Dunn, and Tommy Fleener in your top three. And the Kane Service Hornets, over 30, I believe, showed out for that one. Chris Hillman picked up the win, followed by Hunter Perry and Davey Wagner. And then it was Crown Vicks, where Michael Kramner, he picked up the win there. And that number 15 turned around and went to Salem the next day. Blake Daniels, Joel Smith, usually the Sportstrom regular, going to travel to different tracks in the 2022 season. Another track who opened their season this past weekend was the Indianapolis Speedrome. And we saw the Hearts Auto Center factory front wheel drive one being Aaron Brown picked up the win, followed by Scott Stewart, Jess Holiday. Then we looked at front wheel drive number two, and it was William Clark, Brad Ranzel, and Robert Everso. And I'm so happy to see Brad back in the car after his health scare over the last year and a half, and great to see him back in that car. It was then time for the Circle City Pyrotechnics Junior Flask Carts, and I can tell you what, Speedrome has the fast carts up there. As feature one, Dell Armour picked up the victory. Larry Lentz Jr. then picked up the, the second place run. Terrell Harris Jr. in the number three picked up the third place. Turning around, it was the Last Chance Record Legend Series. Adam Edsel there picked up the win. Kyle Emberton and Mike Coop. And then, of course, it was the big show. It was the Browns Oil Service Late Model Figure 8, but it was just not a Figure 8 race. It was the World Figure 8 Tour kickoff. Finishing third was Austin Tunney's number 7. Jesse Tunney in the 57 finished second, and great win for the number 86 of Ronnie Basham the third. I had talked to Ronnie a week prior to this race, and Ronnie said, I think we got a fast car. I think we have a chance this year. And he kicks off now. He is the points leader in the World Figure 8 Tour. Now we head a little bit south on the national level, the I-30 Speedway in Little Rock. 
I pass that a lot when I drive to Louisiana. I always see that little track sitting to the left of the interstate there, just a little south of Little Rock, Arkansas. And it was the Comp Cam Super Dirt Car Series, paying 5000 to win in the Will McGarry Memorial. Gerbert Albison in the number 58 Cruises of the Victory, followed by Mason Oberkramer, and then Logan Martin finished third. Of course, we can't go unnoticed with the Bristol Dirt Nationals as night one. $50,000 to win. Chrissy Smoke, Chris Smoking Madden, excuse me there, picked up another $50,000 payday. Finishing second was Chris Ferguson, and third was Devin Moran, the mailman. Night two saw Mac Daddy Del McDowell in the number 17 pick up the win, followed by Chris Madden, and then Chris Ferguson finished third in there. Huge money on the line down there at the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Very cool to see that event. Then we look at the I-75 Raceway down in Tennessee that Dirt 2 Media cover for the American All-Star Series presented by PPM. Hayden Cardwell picked up the $5,000 payday, followed by Corey Hedgecock, who usually races down at 411, and Cameron Weaver back at it. Shady Bow, the CRA event, and the Vores Compact Touring Series was all in play. The Van Hoy Oil Street Stocks, and of course, the Late Model Sportsman Division, sponsored by Vores Welding. Jason Atkinson picked up the win in the Street Stock Division, followed by Josh Smith and Austin Maynard. Chris Jennings, that is a big story from the Vores Series, now going back-to-back. -back. He picked up the win at Five Flags Speedway, now Shady Bow. Second was Carter Stock rebounding from that Bristol incident. And third was Bo Holscher there at Shady Bow. Then, of course, we look at the national circuit, the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Richmond Raceway. It was Ty Gibbs picking up another victory. And then, of course, Denny Hamlin clinched his first win of 2022 at Richmond Raceway in the Toyota Owners 400. And race fans, when we come back, very special guest today, we get to sit down with the guru of Salem Speedway, Bill Nicely. Welcome back, everyone. Will Greenwell here with the Wild Will Throwdown, presented by Dirt 2 Media, here with a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Bill Nicely with Salem Speedway. Bill, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Will, and thank you for having me on the show. So, Bill, let's jump into it. There are a lot of fans out there and drivers that really don't know your story. Uh, that is why I like highlighting promoters and owners and drivers um, on this show to get to know them a little bit better and see where their their minds are going and their, their kind of expectations with their facility. But talk about a little bit about uh, the pre-Salem Speedway, if you will. Where did you grow up? Talk a little bit about yourself and then jump into how you got in the construction business. Well, I pretty much grew up around Pekin, Salem area. Pretty much my whole life traveled around a little bit kansas florida but ultimately ended up back in pekin indiana it's kind of my, my hometown um went to pekin high school for a while um after that started doing construction i did construction for quite a while built houses um, ventured on to building bridges um uh, hurt myself a little bit and decided i'm gonna start selling cable so I did door-to-door -door sales, cable sales for 10 years. Was quite good at it. Um, enjoyed it a lot. Um, did quite a few other little bitty things in the in the midst of it. Started selling fireworks and such. But then after um, I got tired of doing the uh, the cable sales, we uh, I started to get my I got my real estate license. Doing real estate for a little bit, and that was pretty good. Um, then I decided, well, we're getting all these little bitty jobs from these um, brokers and these other uh, developers. So we started doing that, me and my brother. Um, did that for about a year. 
and we just got so busy I couldn't do real estate anymore, and we decided to start a company. I started my company, Island Construction. Uh, we've been going five years now. It's been doing pretty good. We got about 18 guys and girls that work for us, and um, from there we've just been moving forward quite a bit. And then uh, three years ago, we ended up out here with a, a friend of mine who purchased a property next to the Speedway, uh, Ken Temple, and um, he was having a he was going to have a drag race. And I ran uh, some mud bogs years ago, and the mud bogs were always fun. We did it at my wife's father's house property, uh, little six acres, and it grew to be pretty good size. So. Ken asked me, you know, we're going to have a drag race, you got a car. I said, no, I don't have a car, i got a truck, I'll race you in my big truck. And he just laughed, and I laughed a little bit, and we talked a little bit about it. And I said, hey, man, why don't you just let me run a race? He's like, well, you think you can do it? I said, I know I can do it for sure, hands down, no problem. So we, we put some things together, and the Halloween of 2019, the night before, the Saturday, we had the first drag race in Washington County. It was crazy. There's like 1,500, 2,000 people that showed up over there. It was probably one of the best Halloween races here. It was like 75 that Sunday, so it was just an incredible weekend here. Well, in doing the drag race, I had to have insurance for the place. Talk, got to meet Owen Thompson. We, we talked a little bit. After the drag race, I decided uh, I went back to them guys and said, hey, I want to make a go at this. I think I can make a full season over here and try it. So we kind of worked a deal out over there with them. I leased the property from them. But I needed insurance, so I kind of come back over here to Salem Speedway, and I talked to Owen Thompson. Uh, talked to him for a little bit, and he's like, well, why don't you come work for me over here? I was like, well, I, I don't work for nobody, Owen. I appreciate it, but it's not I just it's not going to happen. It's not in the books. And uh, we were sitting there eating lunch, and uh, he said, well, I, I don't have nobody to run a facility because I think I'm just going to shut it down. I said, well, literally sitting at lunch with him right there, I said, just lease me the property. I'll do it. I figured it out. No big deal. And uh, he sat there and thought about it. He's like, well, I'll get back with you. A few hours later, I said, sure. Then we started working a price out. Uh, the next couple weeks, maybe a month, went by pretty pretty fast. Uh, got everything finalized, signed the papers, um, got everything going, uh, had our banquet, got introduced to everybody. It was really awesome. Uh, the racers here are amazing. Um, Moving forward into uh, my first season, COVID hits. That was that was pretty awesome. And then there's uh, history from there. So that's very impressive because I didn't know most of that, believe it or not. And a lot of people ask that. You know, to be honest with you, and that's what we're all about. There's a lot of people out there that was kind of um, suspicious on how the season was going. They're like, this guy has no motorsport experience. Uh, what are we going to do here? How is it going to be? And that was very fascinating that how this deal became because you were leasing the property and, you know, with Owen Thompson. But talk about that because, you know, you hear it all the time. I know you do. This guy has no experience. How is he going to do it? How is he going to lead this historic facility that's been built in 1947? I mean, talk about that because right now it's pretty successful. That is very true, Will. I have no experience at all, zero, when it comes to racing. Uh, I have a, a little a little bit of managing experience where I'm, I'm fairly good at, at, at managing and putting people in place. But as far as racing or, or, or promoting, zero, none. Like I said, our little mud bog, it was nothing. We grew it to be pretty good, but nothing. Um, I just basically talked to everybody and anybody that would talk to me about 
Salem Speedway and racing in general. Um, surrounded myself with knowledge of, of YouTube, of anything that was re racing related, I just absorbed it. Um, then I, what I ultimately did was, you know, surrounded myself with great people, people that has been here at the Speedway for many, many years that I can rely on. Um, without them, this place would definitely not be there, and and that's that's what we had to do. And, and my ideas are crazy. I, I have ideas every single day that guys that look at me like, oh, that ain't gonna work. But I just think a little differently, and I think it might work. Why not try it? Let's have fun with it. And we try a couple of different things, but everybody kind of reels me in a lot. Say, well, let's try it this way, and and I always try it something different anyways. I'm sorry, everybody, but I just try to go a little different ways. Um, but it, it kind of works for us, and it's starting to work a little bit more, and we're, we're happy we're here, and I think this is going to be our best year yet. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about those ideals because you and I have bumped ideals back and forth. But uh, let's talk about some of the new things this year, if you will. Uh, the Wilcox Towing and Trucking Scrapper Division, which was very fascinating. I think that division, to be honest, for us is going to grow because a lot of people I've heard already talked about, and we're not even 24 hours away from the ending of the weekend, and they're like, man, how do you get in the Scrapper Division because it's so cool. Um, you know, that and also, of course, my good buddy Brandon White, we decided it to go with the White's Auto Sales Sportsman Late Model Division, which is a growing division. It's kind of the cheaper way to get into late model racing rather than going to a super series car or super late model, if you will. So describe that and how all these ideals came to be, because that is two things that I think people are really excited about. I can't take credit for the ideas. They're, they're, someone said something at some point, and I just kind of take it and run with it a little bit. Uh, the scrapper idea came from Whitesville went down to that little track last year. They invited me down, which there, there, it was very amazing to go see other tracks. Like I said, I haven't been to very many tracks, and when I get to go, I, I love it. I get to see how they operate versus how we operate, which is really nice. Um, they had that little division down there. They're telling me about it that night. They didn't have very many cars, but the crowd just like loved it. So I was like, well, we got to do this. Um, I was talking with James, the owner of Wilcox. Uh, towing and trucking uh, last year for the Halloween race and he was just he, he was out here he's just having a good old time like the whole Halloween was just a big it was like a big festival really and I was like this is what I want to do and I told him about some other things that I want to do with those cars um, and he's like wow that sounds really neat which you guys will find that out later but we're and he's like well I'm aboard we're gonna do this with you and 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 we started getting some cars out here we had five of them I would say by our next race, uh, which will be May 14th, uh, Dollar Beer Night, we'll probably have 15 or 20, and it's just going to keep going from there. It's just a fun little way, cheap way you can get into racing and have some fun. Now on the uh, the White's um, Auto and uh, Late Model um, Sportsman Series, that was uh, Will Greenwell introduced me to Brandon White at our banquet, which I've met Brandon a, a, a couple different times out here. Um, and got to talking with him, and, and and we thought it would be a good thing for him and us to bring them here and put them on the high banks and something, just try something different out here. Try to get uh, another series going, which we're trying that with the the 602 Super Series, which we're kind of we're waiting on some 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 other things to make that go. But uh, the uh, the late model Super Series will be coming soon, um, but the White's Automotive, 
auto sales, um, sportsman, late model series, will be good for us. And um, I think it's going to be good for the, for the facility. Yeah, I do too. You know, the White's Auto Sales Sportsman Division, it's late model division. It's a growing division. You know, Harold and I, we've traveled to Mount Lawn a lot and seen a lot of different things. And they get about 15 to 20, and it's a growing sport as well. So, you know, it's very cool to see. Well, let's fast forward to this past weekend. We're done with our first opening weekend here at Salem Speedway. It was great seeing our wonderful fans out on a beautiful Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was a great, but a little chilly, but that's all right. We had a good time. Describe how you saw opening weekend go. We had a lot of the Lucas Oil Great American stocks out for just a 50-lapper, which was really impressive, uh, but describe the weekend here this past week. One word, cold. Uh, can't get can't get around that one. Saturday was cold. Um, we got a little bit of sun midday. It was like, oh, it's going to be kind of nice. And uh, clouds came in, a little bit of rain. We were able to get the, the whole entire race in. Uh, Kevin Bear, our new uh, race director, was really good about making sure the show was going good and, 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 and smooth. And our, our safety team out there was quick about getting everything picked up, which was really awesome. And uh, Saturday was pretty good. Uh, you know, we're a little down on car count and, and fan count. Obviously, it's cold and everybody else is racing. It's hard to compete against other tracks. We try our, our dangness to do so. Uh, Sunday started out cold. <laughs> and sun came out. turned out to be a beautiful day. It really, it really did. Uh, we had how many Crown Vicks we have? Uh, 16 or 18 for the, the high banks, which was an awesome race. It really was. Um, and then we came into our, our Lucas Oil Great American Stocks, and they they're, they put on a show every single race they're out here. Uh, we had 24 of those, and uh, then we we ended up with the mods. And uh, there's other places racing, which again it's hard it's hard to compete with other tracks. And when you're trying to get some new stuff going, uh, we had them out here, and and they put a little show on for us, which was great. And we're we're very thankful they were able to make the long trip here, and we appreciate that. And uh, it was a good a good weekend. ended ended on time where everybody was able to make it home, and still have dinner. So it was a great weekend. Yeah, and let's talk about, and this is something that you and I discussed, and you had the idea of calling it this. You call the Lucas Oil Great American Stocks definitely the baddest street stock drivers in the nation. I agree. When you look at the talent of this division, how does that make you feel to have it here at Salem Speedway? Extremely lucky. Uh, you know, me coming into Salem not knowing anything, and, and, and these guys welcomed me with open arms, and it just... Fell into a pot of gold, so to say. They were—they're all amazing. They're an awesome group of guys, and they are awesome racers. You can't—their racing is just top notch. It doesn't get any better than them. You know, when when some of our guys that race here regular regularly, they go out other places. They're top. They're on. They're on top, and and it, there's no disputing them being again the baddest street stocks in the nation street stock drivers in the nation so yeah they're they're an incredible group of guys now looking ahead at the schedule it's an amazing schedule for the 2022 season uh, we have some unique events let's talk about this as well including the redneck uprising with a mud bog lawnmower demolition derby mud drags live bands and more 
That's pretty cool. But then again, you know, we have a demolition derby on the 22nd of October. We're also adding in a night of destruction, if you will, with the boats and trailers and all that stuff. And possibly some more things going to be announced for that event that I'm very excited about. Uh, fans seem to come out in way numbers just to love that stuff. And, you know, it'll be good to have it here at Salem Speedway. Plenty of seating. But talk about these unique events because, you know, you can look all over the nation. And I'll point out one, even Sports Drum Speedway, but Rockford Speedway in Illinois. I know I told you to look them up on YouTube. If you haven't seen them, go to Rockford Speedway on YouTube and look at these trailer races because they're full-size campers. It's pretty amazing. But you see the grandstands just packed. It's no secret that people love destruction, and, and they like that kind of stuff. You know, the school bus figure eight, night of destruction with trailer races and boat races and stuff like that. Um, talk about adding these unique events here at Salem Speedway because I know the fans appreciate it. We'll start off with the Redneck Uprising. It was a uh, – obviously, I talked about it just a little bit ago, the the mud bogs. That's what we did. We, we It's just a good, fun time. And um, we've, tried to, we've experimented a little bit with it here. We've never had the success we did out there. Um, and doing so, I'm going to try to get back to our roots when we did it. It was just a, it was just a good time, a big party is what it is. There's nothing else. It is just a big party with trucks and mud and – and live bands and huge bonfires, fireworks. We're adding in the the uh, lawnmower demo derby, uh, which I think is going to be absolutely crazy. We're going to do that. We're going to have like some uh, field games. We're going to play some tug of war and and uh, men versus women against the, in the mud. Just some fun, just good wholesome fun. Um, we're we really like those, and we think they they complement our county good. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna keep trying to do some of those. Um, the demo derby, uh, we had one here my first year here. It was pretty good on the asphalt. Everybody said, oh, that's scary. That's crazy. They did it in, I believe, 99 was the last time they did it on the front stretch. So they actually, they did it there, and it snowed. It snowed. Can you believe that? But we did it uh, on my first year here. And um, last year, we got approached by a gentleman uh, from Toast Promotions, um, Vince, and uh, we decided we're going to make a big event. It was a big event. It was a two-day event, uh, assault on the asphalt, and um, we had quite a few cars, quite a few fans. We we did the boat and trailer race. That was really wild, really crazy, really crazy. Uh, so we're going to be adding some more stuff like that to those races as well as the demo derby. Um, the not a destruction we're doing. I I I, I did. Will told me about the rock Rockford. Rockford Speedway, and I Googled it and YouTubed it, and that is crazy. And that's the, right up my alley of, of wild things to do here. So we will be adding a, a, a so-called Night of Destruction here. It may not be called Night of Destruction. It's going to be something a little bit different, and we'll have multiple things happening that night and uh, interesting things that keeps the crowd involved and, and, and family events. That's what we like more more than anything is where the whole family can come out. So, yeah, we're going to be adding some neat things this year. And just uh, keep following us on Facebook, and we'll keep pushing some more stuff out and some new and different and exciting stuff for everybody. And I really think that's one thing that people like because I get approached a lot, you know, in the in the racing community about Salem Speedway, and that's one thing I hear about all the time is he is not scared to try things, and that's what it takes, I think, in the new era and the new generation of promoting. Um, so that's really cool. People like the variety. But now, before we wrap up here, let's talk about 
some highlighted events here at Salem Speedway. I know for one, I am very excited. There's two big races, including, I'll say three because the ARCA race, but uh, we look at the Great American Stocks. The Firecracker 200 weekend is huge, and it couldn't have fell on a better weekend this year because it is the second, third, guess what? The fourth is a Monday, and people do not have to work. I think that fell perfectly this year, and I know you're going to be a big weekend, hopefully some fireworks, whatnot. Uh, but then we look at one of the coined events, the Halloween 200, which was when I first stepped in this announcing booth at Salem Speedway in 2021, which was absolutely stupendous. Mother Nature could have gave us a break there, but uh, we we saw a great night race for the Halloween 200. Uh, also, I will count them in the ARCA race. We're going to be celebrating the 108th ARCA Series race here at Salem Speedway. So those are three iconic events. Uh, describe how those weekends are getting bigger and bigger because the Halloween 200, that was one big positive thing that I heard from a lot of fans in 2021 was how there was a lot of divisions racing that whole weekend. It was almost like, if you will, a fun fest atmosphere at Brownstown Speedway because you know Jim Price puts on the fun fest. I went to that event. I love that as well. Everyone's camping. Everyone's racing. I mean, you have the Crown Vicks from MR Heating and Air. You had the MMSA Sprints, Kevin's group. Uh, you had the Front Wheel Drives. You had the Outlaw Figure Eights last year. Um, but describe how those weekends are becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah, I will start off with the uh, ARCA. Um, ARCA has been a staple here for forever it's a it's an amazing race and i got to experience my first arca race last year and um that's that's an amazing race them cars are cool they're just cool there's no way around it they're, they're cool cars and uh that's always been a, a a staple here at salem and we're 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 lucky enough to keep it going and we really are track enterprises came in and kind of helped us out making sure it's happening uh, Bob Sargent and them over there, and that was—it's really awesome to work with them guys. Really easy too, and uh, we're glad to keep that one going. Now that Firecracker 200, we changed it back to a 200. Uh, we're going to do a little bit different with that. We—we we haven't quite worked all the irons out, but it will be a 200 lap race. Um, it's going to be a two-day event here. It's going to be the second and the third. It's going to be the 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 Friday the the Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday be the fourth. So we, we know a lot of our guys last year when we ran it on Sunday, they were they were tired. We were tired. Everybody was tired. You know, you don't want to race all day and all night and then get up and go to work. It's 5 a.m. It's really tough. So we, like Will said, it couldn't have fell on a better date. Uh, we will have fireworks out here, and we're going to have some other divisions like we have been here lately, and it's going to be a it's gonna be a really good, fun weekend. Now the Halloween. Um it's always been a huge event. It's been a great event, and we've added to it. And last year, it couldn't have gotten any better. It could have rained even harder or more, and it still was an amazing weekend. It was absolutely crazy. We we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we'll do the same thing again this year. Uh, we wanted to have a lot more with the bands. Obviously, they got rained out. We talked a, we talked a lot about Don's uh, walk on the track, that the the spooky walk, where he's going to tell a bunch of details about the track with all the lights off, candle lit. We had so many people wanted to do that. We had to go buy more candles, and then it got it poured down rain again on us. So we had to cancel that. We will do it this year, so so be looking for that. But the whole event that weekend is just it's something different than you know than I've ever experienced. Obviously, I haven't experienced a lot of events, but what I have experienced on some of the big events over at Brownstown, I've been over there. It's just it's just different, and uh, we'll be adding some more classes, and and we're going to do the same kind of concept we did last year. Um, 
obviously camping's always free. It'll always, always, always be free. And, you know, uh, we, we really promote that and the families out there. Um, I couldn't tell you how many campers we had there. A lot of the old timers said it's most campers they've ever seen. If it wouldn't have been raining, I don't know where we would have parked everybody. I have no idea. Uh, we had people in my neighbor's yard that I'm still fixing at this point, and they're very awesome, and we've, you know, and, and they've let us fix everything that, that got messed up. And uh, But our neighbors here are great, and uh, they, the Halloween race will be bigger than it was last year. I promise you that. Now, is it that 33rd we're celebrating? Thirty fourth, so we just celebrated the thirty third. Yep, thank you for on that. Uh, so thirty fourth, that's pretty pretty prestigious, you know. Thirty fourth annual, and it gets bigger and better every year. So that's pretty impressive. So I guess uh, when closing here, what's next? What what do you see for the future? I know there's other things that we can announce right now that's possibly in the works, but uh, you know what what do you see for Salem Speedway going forward in the future? Well, I see the events getting bigger. Um, I'm trying to, this one thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to create the racing, a better, a better feel, a better experience for our fans. Um, there's been a disconnect between the racers and fans, and that's what we're trying to get back to, the families to get them enjoyed, to get them following a, a certain racer. We're really trying to push that. And so we're trying to create more of an atmosphere for the fans to enjoy the race outside of just a race. Um, some other things like we, 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 I could have touched on earlier and I kind of skipped over was the drifting. We're adding a big 50K drift here. Uh, it's the weekend after the, the firecracker. Um, it's a $50,000 purse, 25K to win. We're paying it in cash too at that. Um, it's going to be the biggest payout for a drift event at one location in the nation. Uh, some huge names that will be announced there. Some, some rather huge influencers will be here racing. So we're going to be pushing some big events like that with the demo derby, the Halloween, the firecracker, the Arca, and uh, and it, we're going to try to make it more of a of a huge event racing here, and uh, that's what we're looking forward to. And a couple of things that we'll just said and we'll we'll be announcing soon. Uh, just keep keep looking for it, and it will will push it out there before anybody. I promise you, he will. And uh, we thank you guys. And uh, here's back to Will. All right. So in closing. What would you like to say all your drivers, your fans here that supported Salem Speedway over all of the years, all 75 years and now 76th year, but you have brought it back to life here in the past two to three years. Of course, COVID, that, that sucks for every business in the nation. Uh, but what, do you, what message do you have? I know your drivers appreciate you. Your fans appreciate it. What would you like to tell all of them? Thank you very much for everything. Just the fans, the drivers, and my staff as well. You can never forget my, our staff and my wife for putting up with the wild ideas that I do. That's, oh Lord, we can go on. We can we can have four or five podcasts on that. But um, yeah, just the fans and everybody in general. Just thank you very very much uh, for supporting us, especially through COVID. That's that was really rough for us, and uh, especially me not knowing anything about a race industry and coming into that. But the fans are amazing. Um, stick with us, and uh, we'll keep we'll keep putting better racing and better fun out there for everybody. All right, and we appreciate you for coming on. That was Bill Nisley uh, for coming on today with us. I know he is a busy, busy man, as you heard, but uh, look for bigger and better things to be announced, but we can't do it right now. But uh, we're very excited for the direction that Salem Speedway is going here in 2022 and beyond. Once again, thank you to our guest, Mr. Bill Nisley, for coming on today at the Wild Wheel Throwdown. 
And once again, we want to thank Bill Nicely from coming on and talking to us about Salem Speedway and how he got started in that and give us a little bit of insight about where he came from in the racing industry. So up next, we will preview some of the upcoming schedules for this weekend, April 9th and 10th. Of course, again, it is going to be a chilly weekend. Unfortunately, Mother Nature not helping us out there. But first and foremost, we will start with Speedrome. They had moved to April 9th to April 10th this Sunday. Of course, a lot of tracks are doing the same thing. They will have late model figure 8 50 lap event. They will have Ford Oval, Ford 8, adult fast carts, street stocks, and this is a big one. The debut of the mini late model figure 8 and the late model oval. So that's going to be a huge weekend on Sunday afternoon for Speedrome. Sportsdrome Speedway, they were supposed to have it on Saturday night, but of course Mother Nature providing a cool atmosphere for everyone in the stands. So Sportsdrome has elected to go to Sunday afternoon with a start time at 4 p.m. at Sportsdrome Speedway. It is Fan Appreciation Day with on-track autographs. Adults are only $7.50 to get in with kids 12 and under free. Competing that day will be the affordable Ford Oval, Ford 8, Ford Powder Puff. The Race 8 Pro front-wheel drive oval makes their second return to Sports Drum Speedway this year. Also, the Young Guns will make their first debut appearance on the big show. And, of course, the Kentuckiana Karting Racing Series will be on there as well in the cart. So it's going to be a good show. The Sportsman and Modifieds will have the weekend off at Sports Drum Speedway. This Saturday night will feature the Kelsey Chevrolet Sprints, the Koi Auto Parts Modifieds, Impact Sports Pure Stocks, and the Besslers You Pull and Save Hornets at the Lawrenceburg Speedway with our friends up at Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So make sure if you like dirt, it's going to be a good night to check out that. Paragon Speedway. This Saturday night, they will be having the Steel Block Sprints, Super Stocks, Modifieds, Bombers, and Hornets. So Tim Keithley and all the gang over there at Paragon Speedway looking for a great weekend. Anderson Speedway canceled this weekend. They were supposed to have the ARCA CRA Super Series late models presented by Mitch Smith Auto Service and Perfecto. They were supposed to be accompanied by the Kenyon Midgets Vintage Wrench 4 Division and Noble Wine and Spirits Thunder Cards, but unfortunately, especially up in that area, it gets kind of cold, so they have elected to not run this weekend. Our friends down by Fort Campbell in Tennessee of course, where my wife is looking to get stationed at soon, it will be Clarksville Speedway, Quicksilver Late Models, 1500 to win, plus all weekly classes. And that is a fun little bullring. If you never checked out Clarksville Speedway, I know the local racer, Ben Harmon, he's been down there. He's done really well there. Cool little bullring dirt track, so make sure you check it out. It's almost the Kentucky-Tennessee border, so it's right over the border in Tennessee. Florence Speedway up in Walton, Kentucky will be having their Dollar Days featuring a night for the armed forces and first responders. They will receive free admission with a valid badge. Plus, Dollar Days includes for the general public $1 drinks, food items, and, of course, everyone's favorite, $1 beer. Competing will be the Modifieds, Crate Late Models, and G&G Express Sport Mods. And if we're looking on the national circuit, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series will head to Hagerstown Speedway on Saturday night with a $15,000 payday. And then they will head to Port Royal Speedway for a $10,000 to win event the next day. Port Royal has always been on my bucket list for tracks, so hopefully um, one day I'll make it up there. The MLRA late models are competing this way at the 81 Speedway with a $7,000 payday. The Ultimate Southeast will be at Lake County Speedway in South Carolina for $5,000 to win event. And I have been to that track. It's in South Carolina, of course, when we were located in 
Fayetteville, North Carolina at Fort Bragg. We It was just about an hour drive. Very cool little track, and the new owners kind of opened and reopened that place. So um, if you're down in South Carolina, close to Charleston, make sure you check out Lake County Speedway. The 411 Speedway in Seymour, Tennessee, will be having a super late model event this week as well for a $5,000 to win payday. The Dirt Car Supers will be at Peoria Speedway as well for a $5,000 to win event. Our friends at Brownstown Speedway will be racing super late models, modifieds, super stocks, hornets, and crown vicks. So that's a huge show. So if you're locally, you want to see some dirt racing, go check out Brownstown. And of course, like I said, race fans, all of these events are weather pending. Uh, we invite each and every one of you to check out the websites and social media outlets for more information on these facilities. So it's really pretty cool. So guys, please share the word about the podcast and let everyone know about the Wild Well Throwdown presented by Dirt Team Media. We love short track racing. We don't want to see it decline. We just want to get information out there. We love seeing short track racing thrive here in the Midwest and South. So please, please, please share. This will do it on the show today. I want to give a special thank you for Bill Neasley coming on today, being my huge guest. He is such a busy guy, so I'm glad he took time out of his schedule to be here and all the production staff at Dirt 2 Media. Please remember, race fans, always support your local racetrack. I'm Will Greenwell, and I will see you around the turn. Mm -hmm.